What's up, Friday Fellows? You're listening to Fellows on the Fly, a new podcast aimed at keeping community members informed and connected. And this episode is brought to you by Minda Brooks, who allowed me to buy this microphone yesterday so we could do this podcast. So thanks to Minda. Uh, today we have Kel Landis as our first interview. You want to say hi? Hello. Um, Kel is from the class of 95, so it's really fitting that our first podcast interview is with someone from the first class ever of the fellowship. So Kel is the co-founder and partner of Plexus Capital. And like I was just telling you, I was reading your bio and it's like you're a financial guru. Like you just, you have a, like a hand in everything <laughs> from banking to fundraising. You're fundraising now, right? Is that what you're working on? Well, primarily? you're kind of like running for Congress. You always are fundraising yeah. in, in the private equity business. And investment management. So you're just kind of all over yeah. your experience. And we were just talking, you're an NC native. You're from... Rocky Mount, Rocky North Carolina. Mount. What was it like growing up there? Well, it was great. I mean, the so much has changed since I was a, a kid, you know, 50 years ago. But but those wonderful, more rural kind of towns, um, I'm kind of sad about what is happening to some of them. Uh, those that don't don't have proximity to major metro areas or have real challenges with economic opportunity. So I'm, I'm hoping we can come up with some solutions for that. I know the Friday Fellows have talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Are there any other fellows from Rocky Mount that you know of? Yeah, there were several, a couple in my class, and um, some that have followed, and now don't put me on the spot to recall exactly <laughs> who they were. I remember Haywood Parker was in my class, and he was a pastor at a church there and from Rocky Mount. I'm not sure where Haywood is now. I'm okay. sad that I don't know that. Yeah, we need to find Haywood and connect you guys. Um, so, yeah, I want. can you talk about your fellowship experience a little bit and, like, what – like? When I first started working for the fellowship and I, I went for the interview, I had a totally different perception of what the organization was. And then I remember, like, Minda and Kathleen packed up their kids. We all got into this big truck and drove up the mountain for the first time. And I'm thinking, like, what did I get myself into? Like, was that your first, like, your perspective of the fellowship at first? Like, what is this? Yeah, well, first of all, I can't believe it's been 20 years since I probably we had our first meeting on this. And... I've always been curious to learn new things and have some of my beliefs reinforced. And the human relations theme of it all resonated with me. I was lucky that I had a father that instilled those kind of uh, sensibilities in me. And then when I thought about a fellowship that would build on that, as you and I were talking earlier, I think the one thing the Friday Fellowship Experience did was not you don't just need to feel it and you need to live it and you need to do it to reach out and be sensitive to diversity and the power of diversity, the rightness of it and, and, and the positive outcomes from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now. So I guess I don't know exactly what the curriculum was when you went through it, but did you have like the power and privilege and the race? Like, did you guys do that in that way? Yeah. Or? Some of that and the isms and all of those things that okay. I recall, great readings, uh, great faculty that, brought really interesting experiences. We shared like real case studies of successes and failures where some of us talked about things we were involved in in our communities where we had succeeded and why did we succeed and then our failures and maybe why did we fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually is really, it's, it's nice to have that kind of professional oversight, I would say. Like 
because people are from all over the place. I'm, everyone was pretty diverse in your class, right? It wasn't just like finance people. It was like people from nonprofits and seems yeah, like that. Very, no, very diverse class. Again, from a from a pastor to a nonprofit uh, person to a banker like me at the time to a lawyer in my class, um, and some different, you know, very different political perspectives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's great. That sounds like a really well-rounded perspective to have moving forward. Uh, if not for the Friday Fellowship, you could you finish that question? I mean, that yeah. What would you say about the Friday Fellowship if you hadn't? Well, I don't think I would have. I think it helped me be a lot more intentional again about living what I learned, not and and what I some of what I already knew but was reinforced by the fellowship experience, but then putting it into action in my job and in my life and Mm -hmm. in my community. Yeah. I also was thinking that probably as a, well, how old were you when you went through it? Well, I hate to say how old I am now, (laughs) 58 minus 20 years. So So you had kids when you went through it? I was late 30s and my kids were young. Yeah. So it probably really helped with parenting too, I imagine, like just kind of advising and, and, Again, offering that worldly, well-rounded perspective. Yeah, I think so, for sure. It was a, it was a great experience. Um, so, kind of moving on. Um, what are you? Are you currently working on anything in your career? I know you're working on that park, and I really want to know more about that in your book. So, what's going on with all that stuff? Yeah, well, so the day job I have now is this Plexus Capital, which I like a lot because it's a we are providing capital to small businesses in the United States. I mean, we started out mostly in the Carolinas and Virginia and East Coast, but now we are making investments in small businesses all over the country. So I really like the purpose of what we do, providing, because small businesses don't have access to Wall Street. They, they need a capital source. So I do that. My other you know, kind of community involvements now have probably ended up a little more over in Chapel Hill. I'm on a number of boards at the University of North Carolina just because I love that place so much and it did so much for me, but I also can pull for state and Duke. You're a state <laughs> grad, so I can still pull for North Carolina State and think so much of that. And we're very fortunate to be sitting here in, in a state that has such a, a rich source of all these university and college resources. So spent a lot of time on that. Um, and that's what I'm up to. The book was my kind of effort. The book is called The Little Book of Do, D-O. And it was about my trying to share what I learned in my 25 years in banking and 10 years in private equity and decades of involvement in my community of North Carolina to kind of share what has separated success from anything less has always been this ever-present kind of notion of do the action the initiative of doing what you believe will get you what you want in life for your for yourself for your family for your community and for your workplace Mm -hmm. is it like sector neutral or is it focused on finance not at all no i think it's it's for anybody at any age working or not working because it's really more of a call to action to take charge of your life and do what really matters and understand your power to do that's really awesome. That's cool. Yes, go buy that book. Sounds really interesting. Um, and so what kind of impact or influence are you trying to have with your leadership in North Carolina right now? 
Well, again, I don't know that I think of it in those terms. It's, it's just more the, the doing and making sure that I'm doing my part. I have heroes that I try to follow and emulate, like Governor Hunt would be one, um, or Coach Dean Smith, who just passed away, and all of the the things that I already knew about him, some of the things I knew about him, but all of his courage, and I even mentioned him in my book, um, some of the things that he did along the way before he was the famous Dean Smith. Mm -hmm. So just those, those kind of people like that, I, I will never be them, but I, I, I like to think about their example and how I live my life. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see for the fellowship, like moving forward? Because I'm sure you've seen, it's gone through changes, and... I'm assuming what the class right now is going through and facing just, just because of what's going on in current events. You know, the issues that they talk about are kind of different than the ones that you guys talked about. What do you think the fellowship, the future of the fellowship should look like? <laughs> well, it, it is kind of intangible and it's, it's really, it, it is difficult to measure. Mm -hmm. But all I know is, is that it moved the needle for me and how I've lived my life since then. And I think I would have done a lot of these things, but not, again, with the same intentionality and the same intensity mm -hmm. about it. Um, it's so hard to connect us all, and then maybe that's what this effort is about, if we could listen to podcasts and different perspectives from others that out there in different parts of the state doing different things than I do, it, it, and I think it would be good to know that. We've had the notion of how to stay connected on the web and all that, but life gets in the way, and it's just hard to do that. Um, but I just know in my toes that everybody who did who was a part of that experience, you know, it has made them more aware of how to live life in a better way with higher impact and with a, you know, sensibility about human relations. Very cool. Um, that park that you're fundraising for, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, the... the North Carolina Freedom Monument Park is a concept that's been worked on for like 10 years to celebrate freedom kind of through the lens of the African-American experience and, and a lot about freedom from slavery. And there's a park that's been conceived that had people like Bill Friday, Bill Friday, the Friday <laughs> Fellowship, who he was involved in it uh, at its inception 10 or 12 years ago. And it's it's just been a long project to get the land and to get things moving on it. But we are now... The land has been um, conveyed by the state, and now we have to raise the money to build the park. And so we're working on that right now. And I'm a, I'm co-chairing the campaign um, and, and, and working on it as we speak. That's cool. I looked at the list of board members, and it's like people from all across like the board. I think one of the Marsalis brothers is on the board member. It's just like crazy how diverse the board is. So I think that's also really cool to have so many people involved in it. It seems like a really interesting thing. Like when I when Minda first told me about it, I was like, "Does this exist? I gotta go see it." But that would be really cool for North Carolina to have something like that. Well, I hope we we can get it done because there are hundreds of thousands of school kids that will tour that Capitol complex downtown in downtown Raleigh. And that's a missing part of the, of the story of the history of our state. And we'd like to tell that. And we'd also like to celebrate freedom as you kind of go through this park. And I, I hope it will accomplish that. Yeah, celebrate it and then promote additional freedom in North yeah. Carolina. 
Um, okay, so we're going to get to, like, the fun questions now. So, uh, what books are you reading right now? Are you reading anything good? Well, I will admit that I, I read fun kind of numb books, like just read the book The Girl on the Train or something like that, okay. which is, which is, which is kind of a bestseller right now just because it kind of took you into London for, a you know, a, a month. But I, one thing I just did, I just read um, – I've never done this before. I just read a book for the second time. Never read a book twice. Mm. It was it was Beach Music by Pat Conroy, and I just read that again for the second time because of the way Pat Conroy can convey his words and writing, and you know, so in some ways he kind of inspired me to try to write this book. I can't write like him, but so that was just something I read, and 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 I'll read some of these business books that mm-hmm. can be helpful to me with just simple principles and ideas about how to be more effective. Beach music. That's what it's called, beach music. beach music. I'm waiting for someone to be like Fifty Shades of Grey. But, but, but it's not about like beach music in the sense like beach music, shagging kind of yeah. beach music. It's about the noise of the of the ocean and it happened down in South Carolina. But it really the book takes place in all kind in different countries and ends up back in South Carolina. Very cool. It's very is one of the best books I've ever read. Oh wow! Okay, I need. That's why I read it twice. I wanted because I read it. During my Friday, that's really funny. During my Friday fellowship experience, I was, I was reading it then, so I kind of went back and read it again. First time I've done that, and it was really cool reading it the second time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, do you still have your journal from? Did you? Did they have journals? <laughs> we didn't, we weren't doing journals then. I mean, I'm sure there were notes, but I have no recollection of like a, an official journal an official that journal. we were supposed to keep. Do you ever go back to any of that material? Do you have it? I don't. I don't even know where they are. I mean, I. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, now that there's these cool journals, I have one, and it's so cool to just even go back from, like, last year when I first started journaling in it. Things are, you know, you change, you evolve as a person. Just through the fellowship, through, like, the the principles of the fellowship, I think, really helped to build a really great person. Uh, What's your favorite place in North Carolina? Well, probably just going to the coast. Um, The waterways and the beauty and the open space of waterways and I've talked a lot about Eastern North Carolina, which is which is struggling economically. But when you think about Eastern North Carolina, if you really ride around it, it is one of the most beautiful places in the in the world. I mean, with the rivers and streams and sounds there, there there's got to be a you know some prescription for economic prosperity to come from that. Um, the Great Recession got in the way. A lot of people were moving here to places in Eastern North Carolina for that very reason. Um, but hopefully some of that can begin to pick up again now. Uh, if you could have dinner with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? I thought a lot about that one, and I've, I'm fortunate that the people that I know that I really respect today, I really am not shy about picking their brains and trying to talk to them and, and, and be professionally persistent about asking for their help and their advice. So I don't know. The... I did think about this just when he passed away, Coach Smith. You know, I, I had met Coach Smith. I kind of I know his family, and but just to really get into if I could talk to him a lot about his courage um, along the way and the way his leadership style. I, I just think he was so humble, but yet so powerful. And I remember that one of the professors or the faculty members for our Friday fellowship was introduced that notion of servant leadership 
which was new to me 20 years ago, the idea of, a, I don't know that I, many things have been written about it since, but servant leaders, that might be a way you would de- describe Coach Smith. Okay. Yeah. I get, was Bill Friday involved in like your class? Did you get to meet him? And like, I yeah, he someone. came to some of the, um, he think, I think he came to our graduation even. So yeah, he was involved and came to some of the, our meetings. And what a, you know, just a great, great man, very wise man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, people that have met him in the fellowship always tell me really great stories about him. He seemed like a really fun and funny type, like, person. He really, Sharon Elliott Bynum, who's from the last class, talked about her experience with him, and he just seemed like he was really candid and cool to be around. I wish we had the opportunity to meet him. And always accessible, like Erskine Bowles that followed him. I mean, just always accessible. If you wanted to talk to him, you could you could get a meeting. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't like that. Yeah. Know? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the best leaders are. The best leaders are accessible and are responsive. That's the best quote I've ever heard. That's like a super soul Sunday quote. You're right. The best leaders are responsive and accessible. Um, and what's a song you've heard more than any other song in your life? You know, you you did send that to me ahead of time, and I really couldn't, <laughs> like, come up with a song. I mean, I'm a big Van Morrison fan, and Van Morrison just did a CD, um, a duet CD, like he's often done. It has all these eclectic people singing with him, mm-hmm. men and women, and, and the guy is just such an incredible, has such an incredible voice and can play every instrument, and so I've just always been a big Van Morrison fan. That's the way I would answer that question. That's cool, yeah. That's a really, yeah, I'm getting this, like, beachy vibe from you. Like, you really like the beach, you read books about beach music, and Van Morrison seems like beach music to me. I feel like every time I've Well, that's an interesting observation. Some of his songs do have a little bit of that beat and sound. And yeah. It's really, for a younger person to know that, because Van Morrison's been around for 50 years, you mm-hmm. know, so, uh, or at least 40 with doing albums. Awesome. Well, that is all that I have for you today. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening, Friday Fellows. And I hope that you guys like this and I definitely want your feedback. So feel free to email me at rachel at fridayfellowship.org. And if people need to get in touch with you, what can they do? Email you, Facebook you? Probably email. You? Email's best. Okay. Uh, Landis at plexuscap.com. P is in Paul. Lexus like a car. <laughs> C-A-P like a baseball cap.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we're out.